Hello. Hey. I guess we should be like, hey, welcome to Gay to Zen Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. For all your queer internet needs. We're a shop now. Imagine we, yes. imagine we had a merch shop. Sorry. <laughs> I think we should. Tangent already. God, it's just it's just been a while since I've done an intro. I mean, it's been like, yeah, well, yeah, a couple of, yeah, I guess it's been a couple of weeks because I was in isolation. Yeah. Unfortunately. And then you were making a play. It was. And... Oh gosh, my laptop sounds like it's about to explode. Oh no. Um, can, can you hear that? No. As long as you can hear it, that's what matters. If it explodes, it's fine, as long as the viewers can't tell. Okay, yeah, that's all good. Yeah, so welcome. welcome Here we welcome. are. This is episode Q for Queer, Queer Eye. But a. we are doing a fun comparative essay on the old. Yeah. The, the OG Queer Eye for the Straight Guy versus the new Queer Eye. More than a makeover. In this essay, I will. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's Q for Queer Eye forward slash mm-hmm. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy because they kind of have different titles. Yeah, like, is that is that the actual full title of the old one? or Yeah, is so it just the old like one the was originally called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and then in season four they dropped it. So that they could make over people who weren't just straight guys. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Interesting little tip. Yeah. Hey, someone's read the Wikipedia page. Yes. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Simon so only just we... informed me of this before we started recording, because I had assumed, like I'm sure most people, that it was just straight guys that they did. I think and that the new like, one was made... like, meant to be really groundbreaking, because they're like, oh, we do more than just straight guys. Yeah, Apparently I feel not. like they made, they made quite a big spectacle about mm. the new one, like doing sort of like trans people and women. And I feel like they really tried to push the idea of like, where it's not just for the straight guy. I feel like that was a slogan at one point. Um, maybe um, it wasn't. Maybe I made that up. No, I feel like you made that up. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I wasn't very involved more in than Queer Eye Lore. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair. Um, yeah, so first of all, Simon, how are you? How have you been? Yeah, I'm good. I'm G. Um, I yeah, like I I always feel like I don't have anything super exciting to say when I'm like, here's what I'm up to, folks. Um, I I find this funny as well because I'm the one who suggested we do a catch up, and then just like <laughs> now you're like, oh no. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, what can I talk about? Um, yeah, I get like yeah, I've been good. Um, yeah, I went to see a really good play at the weekend. Really? Um, yeah, it was That's just so like so cool and experimental. And there was this really good frog who, like, mm-hmm. I think could be going places in Hollywood, <laughs> folks. <laughs> um, yeah. Kiva, did you see any place the weekend? Um, I did actually. I saw my own play. Uh, that's oh my gosh, so funny. Was, that was you? <laughs> yes, I did a play. Um, yes. It was on in Dublin. Simon came to see it. It was um, excellent. Shout out Connor Couples from previous episodes past for giving us a lift to Dublin. <laughs> yes. And shout out um, other friend of the pod, Callum, for also coming. Jo- joining us in that journey. For joining, joining yeah, <laughs> the, the fun ex- adventure experience. And many other friends of the pod. 
um yeah so that that's yeah. that has been my life for the past little while which um I mentioned I feel like in our little come back, come back intro which now will be a few weeks back for you god I, yeah. yeah I forgot that actually this now is going to be like we're not going to be posting this for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is like March time at least. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're but, still yeah. playing in the time continuum, folks. Is what we're saying here. It's <laughs> what we have to do. Otherwise, we just fall so far behind. This this is the yeah. best way to do it. To be honest, like four months behind. <laughs> um. Very nice. Um. Well. Yeah. Um, so plays very very good oh oh yeah and i had covid as well and i was in isolation for a bit hee <laughs> yeah that See, was up to everything and like i don't think i i keep a little calendar of what i do with my life um uh-huh. like beside like i re- it's, it is kind of cute to be fair i write like my favorite things that like happen Aww. each day on it as well that's um, cute oh look there's february 2nd when we watched queer eye together kiva <laughs> oh cute cute um and then there's board games with little tom on the 4th of february as well cute. um I was also that's what we people. did kiva that yeah yeah kiva tom and i had a very cute board game night at mine mm-hmm. um kiva won as well which must be yeah. noted yeah um, i'm kind of like secret secretly quite good at board games yeah, by accident sneaky, by total accident sneaky little devil um, the only yeah. other thing I've been up to, which I kind of wanted to mention anyway, oh, yes. um, is Sam Farrell from the Fabulous Bannerman Buddies podcast um, recommended a queer podcast to me that I've been really enjoying. Um, it was called Gay Desert, and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called, so basically, I think I find it really interesting and it's kind of relevant to this episode because it's mm. about queer reality TV, um, Love it. which is like my favorite thing. I love reality TV so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like part expose, part almost like, tr- it feels like almost like in a true crime style. Um, but right. it's about um, the series, There's Something About Miriam. I don't know if you know about I've never this. heard of it, no. So basically it was this dating show made in probably the mid noughties. Um, mm. I hope, I, watch me say it was like 2018, but I'm pretty sure it was the mid noughties. Um, but <laughs> the whole concept of the dating show was these straight men were dating a trans woman, um, but they were unaware that the woman was trans. And at the end of the series, in a reveal, it was like, this woman you've been dating is trans. Very problematic. Right. Very okay. transphobic. Yeah. Um, very oh, big no. yikes. That but sounds like a recipe for, yeah, not good awful, things. Like awful for every single person involved. Um, but this series, sorry, I haven't mentioned what it's called. It's called Harsh Reality. Um, I think it's called Harsh oh, Reality. Oh, I thought, it, I thought you were saying it was called There's Something About Miriam. So sorry, that's the name of the TV show um, that oh, and, the podcast sorry, yeah. is based on. Um, but it's called Harsh Realities. And then I think the first episode right. is called like There's Something About Miriam, but the rest of them are just like different titles. And it's so well made. Right. Oh okay. my gosh. It's told like an actual like story is the only way to depict it. And mm. there's like, really great like sound effects in the background and stuff for like if they're talking about a new york nightclub there's like all these like beats and stuff um and it basically like simultaneously tells you the story of miriam's life while also getting people who worked on this show to like talk about everything they had to go through and it's got like some of the guys who were participants like some of the producers who made it um and it's just a really well-crafted, beautifully made thing. I, the people who make it, I can't remember what they're called as well, but basically are like committed to telling trans stories by trans people to save trans lives. Right. Um, and 
so like, it's not like a oh my gosh look at this trans woman sort of expose it's like an actual made by like trans people sort of thing and I just can't like recommend it enough I'm only like four mm. episodes in but it's so good um, oh, and so well made and like so heartbreaking but also like like yeah just like beautifully made at the same time mm. um so yeah I will send you a link and probably post it on our insta story or something yeah as well. yeah is it on is it um, on spotify or the usual yeah things? yeah so it, it is just on spotify as well cool, cool. um I'll add it to our queer bops playlist yeah. <laughs> um so as a side note I will I might add the theme tune to the queer bops playlist because they use um oh what's it called I think it's called immaterial by Sophie if you know Sophie do you know Mm -hmm. Sophie yes yes um and it's like it is a big bop as a side note yeah oh my Um, god what yeah we need to put some Sophie on our playlist right see as a really nice transition Kiva McGee Mm -hmm. um this week we talked about Queer Eye which I would argue has one of the best theme tunes in TV history (laughs) yes that is exactly what I was going to say like that also needs to go on our queer box playlist yeah um I've just been jamming out to this theme song so can we can we give them some behind the scenes context that we um we tried to film this episode once before yes (laughs) yeah came over to my house yeah literally about three weeks it's on my calendar for three weeks so Mm -hmm. Kiva came over to my house um, we watched the set, so like Queer Eye 2004, 2003, I can, like the, the old Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just like bopped to the modern Queer Eye theme tune and like basically just didn't record the episode because we were too busy having a jam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were having fun and chatting and, ran- and vibing to yeah. that song. Now at random intervals throughout our days, I, we sort of like send each other videos of the um, us bopping to the Queer Eye theme tune. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a good Can time. a little bit of it here? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great time. So we recommend that you all, after listening to this episode, of course, go and listen to that song yep. again and yep. you will thank us later. It's yeah. um All Things by Betty Who. I would recommend looking up the YouTube version because it has the best bit, which is the like boom 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 boom. Yeah, but it's isn't isn't the actual theme tune is not the Betty Who version, but the only the Betty Who version is on Spotify or something. Or is it that, still Betty that, Who and it's just a remix? So it said on the wiki that Betty Who made the new version, but it, yeah, it is definitely sounds different to the version that is on yeah. Spotify. Um, yeah, so I don't know if maybe, it's, maybe it's a remix of the Betty Who version is what they use as the theme tune. Yeah. I feel like they um, need to have that version on Spotify though. Like, right. Because it's so good. It's, yeah, it's great. And also like, yeah. Also the old Queer yeah. Eye uses the exact same song, which is fun. And they like Betty Who yeah, updates it. But I just, I like, there's just something about the beep, beep, boop, boops that really get to me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Um... Anyway, so shall we so, start yeah, talking let's, about let's Queer get into Eye? It. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith McGee, can I ask you firstly, had you mm-hmm. watched Queer Eye before? Do you um, frequent in the Queer Eye? Um, do you frequent in the eyes of the queer? Um, <laughs> I so yeah, I had watched Queer Eye before the the new version. Um, I watched it when it first came out, and I really enjoyed the first season and continued watching for a while I feel like I maybe watched I don't know how many seasons there are now I feel like there's maybe like five or six I definitely watched the first couple and then I kind of fell off it and didn't come back to it for a long time but upon rewatch, like I did really enjoy it again 
Mm-hmm. I think the like early episodes are just like very wholesome and just like just like feel good watching, you know. Yeah, completely. It actually... I had not seen the original before this, though. So, no. So I'm cool and have only seen the original half. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it actually just released a new series. I just looked it up there on December 2021. So we are like kind of relevant for once with what we're watching. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty much the same as you. I, well, I'm actually not the same as you. I watched the first episode of Queer Eye, um, mm-hmm. the pilot of it um, at my friend's house during uni and was like, oh, that was cool. And then just never watched it again. Because like as much, I, I sure. love that I said, like, I love reality TV at the start of this. Um, I felt a little bit like, especially because it's a makeover show, because I'd seen one of them and was like, it's going to be the same story every time, which is nice, but I don't mm. need to bother and watch it, you know? Yeah, that's fair. You, you, I feel like you are more, there has to be stakes involved. For you, yeah, basically there? what I like is people backstabbing the shit out of each other and this was too feel good. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> I need a board game as a TV show is what we're saying here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like a reality competition vibe is very yeah. different. Or like yeah. there's a lot of drama involved or whatever. There is a gay one of those that we definitely should watch at some point though. Um called Playing It Straight. Have you ever heard oh, of it? Oh yes, yes. This is um, when you started talking about the other thing earlier, the um You, you thought it was there's that. something about Mary. I thought you I thought the way you were describing it, I thought you were talking about this other one playing it straight um it it kind of weirdly is like shot i've seen yeah i've seen like half of playing it straight i haven't watched all of it so right. i actually don't know who wins and if they're gay or straight mm. we should watch we should that watch that'll be interesting well, yeah we should so watch that together because the yeah. reveal of that sounds really fun doesn't it yeah. <laughs> yes and it's like weird because like i guess there's a lot of discourse around like is it reclamation or is it playing into stereotypes you know mm. yeah for sure um mm. that's interesting yeah Anyway, sorry, look yeah. at us. Be, there's our third tangent of the day. <laughs> so, sorry, you, had you actually seen the original before or was that a joke? Had no, you no, no, sorry, that, that was a okay. joke. Um, though I did see, I did recognise someone from the original. Yes. Well, <laughs> we recognised two people from the original, obviously. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, most of us will know from that show. From Redacted? Yes. However... He was also... Oh, sorry. No, what were you going to say? I, all I was going to say is that Carson Cressley's currently on Celebrity Big Brother, but he won't be at the time this podcast Ooh. is out. Um, and he kind of flopped. But it, that's because that's like oh. tactical Big Brother. It's not like he did anything bad. He's just ha- like... Have you been watching it? Celebrity American Big Brother? Yeah. No, but I know that Todrick Hall is cancelled and that's on Cancelled? Cancelled? Oh, did people, you do like, people hate him. I, it might I be because said, I'm... No. Sorry, sorry. I keep interrupting. Go, go, go. Basically, um, I just I've heard that he's been doing a lot of problematic things in the house. And then (gasps) Twitter started a hashtag called the hashtag Todrick Exposed Party, um, where like loads of his old management and workers and like makeup artists and like just anyone he's previously worked with have come out with like allegations about um, him not paying them, like sexual assault allegations, him like telling members of his dancers that he would like pay them if he could touch their ass and stuff like that oh my Um, god no like him just being an overall diva he said in the house like on the live feeds that like for his cameos he basically just like says the exact same thing to each person and he doesn't care he just wants the money um like he's really not come across well and he thinks that he's the fan favorite which is even more like yikes wow yeah no because i only asked because i had seen like a clip earlier of Todrick in it and it, but it just he just was being like incredibly 
annoying. Annoying. Yep. So I was like, oh, this looks a bit funny just for that. Yeah. But I didn't realize he was like cancelled, like doing all these problematic yeah. things. He he basically like duped Carson Cressley of Queer Eye fame um into like voting out this woman that he was like actually friends with and some people mm-hmm. are annoyed at carson for it but carson apologized on instagram and the woman was like it's fine it was a game so it's yeah. all g oh. um but yeah but so obviously we recognize anyway, carson who yes. else did you recognize Diva? we also recognize a little friend of ours friend of the previous pod. friend of the pod now do i know his name absolutely not i know his name <laughs> go on tell us jay rodriguez <laughs> yes um, from a previous episode of ours with um um uh I'm trying to think of like a funny introduction for for Matt but I can't think of anything <laughs> I, with our I don't know with the episode with, <laughs> with Matt <laughs> um oy vey, my son is gay that was a funny <laughs> intro in itself <laughs> I'm so sorry. Our esteemed lawyer friend. I don't know. (laughs) Stream judge of the pod. I don't know. Um, Anyway. um, Yes. Yes. um, Absolute icon. Actor icon. I feel like he's an achievable person we could get on the podcast. We could try for sure. I don't know. Something about Jay Rodriguez just screams like he would do a random like podcast with two queers from Northern Ireland. Yeah. Listen. We... You got to shoot for the moon, Simon. Oh my gosh. And then we could be like, can you give us the insider tea on Oyve? Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. We could interview him on that. And like Queer Eye, like. Yeah. He was in one episode of Grey's Anatomy. We'll Perfect find out all the you. tea. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He'd have to commit to like a three hour like filming schedule though. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. So um, what were we talking about before we mentioned these two? Just queer Literally, idea. we just oh, tried to start talking about it and haven't actually done that yet. <laughs> we were just saying about like if we'd seen it, if we hadn't seen it, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, that we and we've covered that. So on to the next. Yes. So. <laughs> okay. Any, so yeah. I think I was saying this to Kiva before the podcast. I well, we agreed the best way to structure an essay to get the mm-hmm. highest marks because obviously this is an academic piece yes <laughs> the piece that i have just performed to you it wasn't a piece is an academic construction pause for kiva to drink her diet coke <laughs> yes oh <laughs> thank you um, sorry um so yes as an academic piece um the best way to structure an essay is to go a, B, A, B, A, B. So like talk a little bit about the first thing, then a little bit about the second thing and keep going throughout to keep your reader engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and listener, we want you to be engaged. So we're going to basically talk about like how things went down in old Queer Eye, how they went down in new Queer Eye and a little discussion on like what we think maybe did it better. Um, yeah, pretty much a compare and contrast essay. And we're going to do it. So we'll, we'll like do, we'll do like a brief intro into, oh, this is like, how they generally worked and then we'll go through like what each guy did and maybe who we think did better is that fair yeah i think that's her yeah nice okay oh oh kiva has thoughts kiva's ready (laughs) to like read jonathan vanessa or something like that let me get the names of the other guys up actually because i actually don't know any of them (laughs) yeah i feel like we should probably like if we're doing a proper experiment like have the disclaimer of i feel like both of us are obviously more aware of 2018 queer eye people because we've grown up with them 
yeah totally um, and like obviously well I mean I guess you have you can kind of just compare based on the two one. pilots because that's all you've seen of each but I obviously mm-hmm. have seen more of the newer one and I have only watched the pilot of the first one so like mm-hmm. we are going on just first impression at first impressions from the first episode um mm-hmm. so yeah basically what did we say we're doing so I think the first thing we should talk about is how they like, well, how each show starts. So most of the shows start, both of them, to be honest, start with them meeting the guy, but they do it in very different ways. Mm-hmm. So or do they do it in different ways? Does Old Queer Eye, do they still meet him at a bar? Or do they just show up at his house? I think they just show up at his house, right? They showed up at his house, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So Old Queer Eye, how we oh, used yeah, to do actually, it back yeah. in the day when gays wanted to improve a straight person's life, is we basically invaded their home and insulted everything they owned. Yes. So yeah. picture the scene. Five little gays <laughs> run into your apartment into building. Your apartment, immediately start roasting you and your house. Like, like fully just like all your personal you. shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it could... fine because they're camp and fun. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> like it is it is a bewil it is like a cinematic experience mm-hmm. of yeah basically the five the fab five um running in and just like reading this poor straight man for filth. filth yeah yeah being like these are disgusting and i feel like there 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 was some weird moments in this like opening sequence as well of like a sexual nature an unwanted Some, sexual nature. I, I definitely feel like they sniffed his underwear at one point, which felt mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of weird comments made and like butt touching and all that. And yeah, like, yes, yeah. okay, we have to acknowledge that this was the 2000s and that was a very strange time, but also <laughs> still very inappropriate. Still weird, still inappropriate. And that yeah. is a theme throughout 2003 Queer Eye, yeah. the inappropriate touching, especially in my opinion. Yeah, um, for sure. We'll get on to the design, like the style guys in a minute. Um, but yeah, yeah, basically, Old Queer Eye, how we used to do it back in the day is just, yeah, read the shit out of this man who's just trying to live his life. Also, did you know, I didn't realize this, but Old Queer Eye was all filmed in New York or like mostly filmed in New York. Um, so yeah, it was given that new, vibe. Because New Queer Eye, correct me if I'm wrong, they go like different places, right? Yeah, I feel like they do. Yeah. Or why do I feel like there maybe is a lot of it in the south? Maybe I feel like they do a lot of stuff in like Atlanta, Georgia, or like Texas. Well, luckily I have the wiki up, so I can check. Um, let's see. So, oh yeah, actually, the whole first series is filmed in Georgia. <laughs> okay, so maybe each and the, series they and the whole else. second series as well. Oh, okay. um, but then the third series is Missouri. And actually, sorry, I did read this. So they must, go, yeah, it must be different places in the south. But somewhere on the Wikipedia page, it did say um, that basically, they like every couple of seasons, they like change. Yeah, so there it is. Uh, first two seasons, Atlanta, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, then Missouri for the third and fourth seasons, Philadelphia for the fifth season, and Texas for the sixth. And the guy who made okay. Queer Eye, who is a queer, which is nice. So like the guy mm-hmm. who pitched Queer Eye, the like exact producer, David Collins, um, said that he really wants to do uh, like series in Ohio because that's where he was born. Um, yeah. And I guess like for him, that would be like an interesting 
because like yeah i think it'd be really interesting to see like introduce queerness to my hometown you know mm, yeah so i have um, a question simon our wikipedia expert is it the same guy um who like created the first show or like produced or or was the showrunner or whatever who's on the yeah, new yeah. one now it's the same guy yeah yeah so he's best so basically his name's david collins and he's best known for creating queer eye. i think two guys maybe created queer eye but only one of them came back for the second one Okay. Um, that that's could be wrong. I am not a TV expert. That's well, sort of. I was going to say that that's sort of a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, basically on Queer Eye 2003's wiki, it says David Collins and Michael Williams created it. But then on Queer Eye 2000 and oh, I've lost it. But on New Queer Eye's wiki, um, it basically says that like David Collins is the one. I think he pitched it again. He was like, we should bring Queer Eye back, and he'd sort of been doing that for a while, which is, I guess, is fair enough. Um, and Netflix with the people to pick it up, which also yeah. to me just like makes sense, like that it would be mm-hmm. on Netflix. Um, it's yeah. such, I mean, obviously it's a staple of Netflix anyway, but it just feels like such a Netflix style show. Definitely, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, anyway, yeah. should we talk about how the new peeps um, meet their hero? Because that's what they call them in Queer Eye, the people they meet, they call them heroes. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, isn't that yeah. so interesting? Yeah, Whereas in the original, they probably call them like their victims, or I don't know, <laughs> it's more that part. Um, um, yeah, so in the new, in the first episode of the new one, anyway, I can't remember. Like, well, yeah, we'll just comment on the first, the first episode. They go and find your man in like his local bar, and they go in and surprise him and take mm-hmm. him out of there. Little tall, and I feel like he, yeah. <laughs> little cutie um i feel like he goes and takes them to like His he kind of shows them no he i feel like he doesn't go straight to the house doesn't he go to like um the place with the cars or something first like and they meet some of his pals there he kind of like shows them around a little bit before they go to the house there's definitely a scene in that car place because that's when we establish which is another trope in queer eye that the straight guy has something going on at the end of the week that the gays yes. are going to help him get prepared for. Yeah, he's got a car show coming up. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like he, they go to, like, the car place or whatever first, and then they go back to his house. And... Mm-hmm. Then they, like, light-read yeah. him. They don't really, they don't really read yeah, him that much. It's, they it's, more just, like, like, joke. It's very jovial. It's jovial, yeah. It, it's, like, not as kind of... It doesn't feel as mean-spirited. Like, they do, mm-hmm. obviously, sometimes they're like, oh, God, like, this, this chair, stinks. like, come on now. Come There's on sweat now, stains from your but butt all, on it. <laughs> Yes, but it's very like he's laughing along and like they also like kind of do that like sandwich thing. Like say when they go into this wardrobe, they'll be like, okay, well, like this is good, but these yeah, need like, to doesn't, go. Doesn't Tan say something like this isn't as bad as I expected? And like, yeah, stuff, like, they, I feel like they're a lot nicer. Yeah, I wonder if that was down to direction though. I wonder if it was like back in the old one, they were like really catty this up. Or I wonder if it's down to culture that like I think, back yeah, in the day, just, is it like, like you have to come into a straight guy's space with so much confidence because you're like, otherwise you might get the shit beat out of us. Well, I, oh, well, yeah, I guess. But, well, you would think it would be the opposite, though. Yeah, actually <laughs> Where they would true. be afraid to be, like, that mean. But gays Remember were we... cattier in 2003. So yeah, maybe this is what, I think it honestly is just, like, that 2000s culture was, like, something different in the air. And, like, true, with reality even... TV, I guess, as well, maybe they thought, like, you have to be, like, catty and... A bit mean in order to be entertaining. Yeah. 
so many makeover shows from then are like super fat phobic and yeah like, oh have absolutely. really problematic titles even yeah um how do you like do 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 you have a preferred style do you prefer let's read the house down from the start <laughs> i wonder I mean, it definitely Sorry. was entertaining. It definitely was very funny. Mm-hmm. But it just made me feel really bad for the guy. I think if they had done that and if they were like still like that in the new one, like with our wee Tom, like wee cutie old man, I think I would have cried. So I'm glad yeah. that they're not mean anymore, <laughs> to be honest. I was going to say, I think it helps. So like, I think the age different thing probably helps it because I feel like if mm. the old one, basically the old one, we should have contextualized this. The old one, they make they make over like a guy in his like late twenties, early thirties, yeah, um, who's just a bit of a slob, I guess. Um, okay, Simon. He's like an, well, no, oh my god, I could be in the fan five. Yeah, <laughs> I just mean in terms of like he's like a guy who he he has a very bachelor pot apartment. Let's put it that mm. way, and it's very like pizzas on the floor, like. Yeah. It's also it, like he's an artist though, and he's just got his like his his like work or his like craft and stuff is just kind of like at all over the apartment. There's not a lot yeah, of like true. actual space. But so is this smelly underwear. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he ju- it's just um, kind of like that. He doesn't really like pay much attention to his or put much time into his appearance. I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. As it. Yeah. Uh, yeah completely um but then tom who is the new queer eye person they make over in their in their promo is just like a sweet old man (laughs) yeah he's like this wee old man in his like 60s or late 50s maybe he would have is it funny that like nah it's not even true is it true i was gonna be like would tom have been the right age to be like the young man in original queer eye but no he would have been in his 40s when like original queer eye was oh yeah because it's the (laughs) 2000s yeah yeah, yeah. I uh, you know he wouldn't be that he wouldn't be quite that old, but oh, yeah. Tom is fifty-seven. Sorry, it just says that on his. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, and he's a divorcee, and that's why his house has like gone a little bit a three-time divorcee, I think. Yeah, and he also is very like just has low self-esteem. Like he keeps saying that thing of like you can't fix ugly. And yeah, like, he does say that. Please a lot. don't say that anymore. No, that was really bad. That was a bad Tom France impression. I can't do his accent. Um, I thought you were doing Bobby. <laughs> But he's American. It was a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, sorry, the like the mean yeah. gays of the of the two thousand and threes have just overtaken me. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Which, so, so yeah, I agree with you. I do think that New Cry, New Cry does it better. But low key, like the more iconic one was definitely um, Old Cry because it was like it was funny. <laughs> It was funny. But for the wrong reason. <laughs> yeah, completely. Because, like, it is a real person also. Yeah, yeah, true. It's Yeah, that person did have feelings. Yeah, Simon, come on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess after the after they first meet them, it goes into, like, each of the little five, the Fab Five doing their, doing their thing. With- yeah. Basically, like the first sort of half of the show is like, let's fix this straight person, and they each have a specialist category. Kiva, mm-hmm. without looking, can you try and remember what the five categories are? Well, the I five categories. Here. I know the I know the categories. Oh yeah, you I don't need to remember the their names. names. No, oh, that's, that, so no, that's what I was getting the Wikipedia for, like for the two thousands guys. I just didn't remember all their names. Um, the categories are hair and makeup. Yes. Slash, yeah. Grooming. Whatever, beauty grooming. That's the one. Um, style slash fashion, styling yep. whatever. Um, food, 
Yeah, and wine. Food and wine, well. Yeah. Do they ever do wine? I've never noticed them I mean, do wine. I guess that's just generally what you'd call it for like, you know, I mean, they show, show them how to make drinks, I guess, maybe. Um, <laughs> culture. Yeah, and the most questionable one. <laughs> no, I disagree. I feel like, well, actually, but to be honest, I feel like food and culture should be one. I feel like food is culture as well, and, I, and that should be one category. And Fab Four is still an iteration. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, and home improvement. Yeah, that was the most important one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just joke because culture is the one which is most like, what? Do, what is your specific role? I know. Yeah, it's funny because like, yeah, the culture one. Also, the culture one, I feel like, is like the most different maybe between Episodes. the old one and the new one. Oh, I yeah, think. yeah. Like what they I actually, actually do. Yeah, I was trying to remember what they did for culture in 2003, but I just have Literally and we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> you leave. So for context, the culture expert is um Oy Vey, my son is gay, icon Jay. Yes. Um and I feel like you're being very harsh on we Jay. He he worked very hard. <laughs> no, come on now. <laughs> um is there yeah. a category you'd like to start with? Let's start with um let's start with grooming. Sick. Love that. So on grooming, we have from 2003. Sorry, I feel like I feel like um are should we keep tally of like which queer eye wins? Like yes. in each category. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's fun. So so the first one who so we think the the new I think queer we eye. We both agree. I do like old queer eyes like mean vibe, but I don't mm. think it's right for a 2020 audience. Yeah. But is that um, how we're I, is that how we're not necessarily because then i think like 2020 like the new queer eye is going to win on everything i just more mm. mean like i can appreciate old queer eye as an iconic piece of noddy's tv mm-hmm. as opposed to something that is morally good does that make sense yeah yeah um and i find it maybe a funnier opening yeah. than new the new queer eyes but mm-hmm. also like new queer eyes is sort of done a bit better and also new queer eye they had to do their opening is partly like we're the Fab Five, and this is why we're remaking Queer Eye and blah blah blah. Yeah, for the first, yeah, the first episode was also like, yeah, like it's a longer episode. I feel like as well. Mm. So yeah, um, it's yeah, so it's meant a little more time say, introducing. So we'll give it to say, the new one. Yeah, we'll give it to the news. Okay, on styling in the blue corner, we have on the old team. Ta, no, that's the wrong person. Um. Kian Douglas. Douglas. And they've um, got little names here, like he's called the Grooming Guru. He is called the Grooming Guru. And okay. in the, the modern corner, we have JVN. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Jonathan Vaness. Um, yes. Who uses all the pronouns? Am I correct in saying that? All the pronouns, yeah. Love that. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, who you've probably heard of, even if you don't watch the show. Yeah, I feel like, like JVN has like the most kind of, of them. I feel like yeah, they have kind of skyrocketed a little bit beyond yeah. where I because don't they have some new show? Oh, they, so they had like a po- podcast called Getting Curious, but now there's like a yes, Netflix and now show that's a new Netflix well. show, and also they did. I didn't watch it, but didn't they do like Game of Thrones or something like that? It was like. A Gay of Thrones, that's oh. what it was called. And it was oh, basically this like web series which like recapped Game of Thrones. Um, oh, okay. 
I was not also, aware of Also, they that. do, uh, just just as a side note, I really enjoy Jonathan Vanessa's like occasional posts where they just do like acrobatics. Yeah, and like um, figure skating. Yeah, like good for them. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder which one we like more. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, so in the original What do they both one, do? Yeah. So. What did you do? So honestly, what did you do? Because in the original one, he kind of, our boy Kean, he kind of stands there and is like, yeah, we're going to give you a haircut. And then a woman cuts <laughs> you guys' hair. Like he, <laughs> I'm so sorry to this man, but he honestly does nothing. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> sorry, it's just so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's just like such a normal haircut as well. It's like, is can you could you really not have done that like did you really need to get someone else to do that like what is your what do you have any hairdressing skills whatsoever like for context our man our like straight guy in 2003 has a big ponytail mm-hmm. and the, the advice is we're just going to cut the ponytail and make it short yeah Something they just give him like a really I don't normal think it's that difficult haircut. to do no like <laughs> short back and sides like it's just like a very average haircut yeah, you really got a question when your your USP for your TV series is gay men are so much better at like fashion and like just have like better like lifestyles choices, I guess, or whatever. Mm. Um, and they're gonna fix your life. The the questionableness of immediately bringing a woman in, yeah, to actually do <laughs> who's the job not for them. one of the queer men, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, very two thousand and three. <laughs> Like, does he even like whenever they get to the get back to the house? I can't remember. Like, does he give him like a little moisturizer or anything? Or I think so, but honestly, Maybe. like, I don't really remember. I remember um, him I know... telling him to like juice his hair up or something, just as in like give it a little like you can play with your hair, you can fluff it up, you can style it, and that's kind of it. Yeah, that's all I remember him doing. He he interestingly does have hair qualifications as well, which is the most confusing part of it all. Mm. But I think I looked this up. He's a colorist. Right. Um, so like he, yeah, he can like color people's hair, but also yeah. like, but he should, like he should, usually, he should okay, give like frosted would... tips. I mean, yeah. But like surely um, he can cut hair. I don't know. It was just very like yeah. strange. Surely he can cut hair. And if not, why did they cast him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I think I can answer that in my own thing. I think they cast him because he's very pretty. Oh yeah, he was the pretty one, wasn't he? he yeah, was, like, and see one. his Wikipedia page photo. He does look very pretty in his Wikipedia page photo. Um, but that's a side note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I actually oh, yeah. didn't know he He's has cute. long hair as well. Interesting. So what's the truth? Kian, <laughs> Kian. Um. Um. Yeah. So then in the new one. Oh, sorry. Sorry, very quickly. They also give oh, him yeah. a spray tan because it's... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that, actually. Yeah, that was so funny. And I think really there's random. probably some weird stuff about touching his bum in the spray tan or, like, yes, taking his yes. underwear off. Um, yeah, this is where this is where there's all weird, creepy... But that's kind of... That's with the grooming guy and... Yeah, so basically, sty- they, the kind of, they kind of double-team the straight guy by being, like, Kian's going to take... Kian... I'm really sorry. I did know how to pronounce his name before we started this episode. <laughs> um... But him and Carson basically take him out and they're like, we're going to do a two-in-one and yeah. style you and make your hair beautiful. And also, I do feel like in Old Queer Eye, Carson and Kayan have like the like quite a close relationship. I, don't, I thought there was like a kind of flirty vibe between them at times. Yeah, 
I feel like there's a little bit of a flirtiness between most of them a in lot both of the guys. Ver- in both versions. There's like at least at that. the start that they're like a little ooh. And then, is this a good yeah. time to bring up the thing which I sort of talked to you about, which is that I feel like they're all, and I don't mind this, that they're all very like touchy. Yeah, you were saying this, like even just yeah. like yeah, they're quite affectionate with each other in a friend yeah. way, even yeah, because yeah, you were like, like, oh, I wish I had more friends and I could touch. <laughs> I just I just realized that like maybe it's from like a being from Ireland thing as well. Like maybe it's not maybe it's a much more American thing to be so touchy I feel like with it friends. Is. But like yeah. I don't know, I just thought it was like kind of cute that they were all like so willing to just like hug each other and just like cuddle us it just made me like it made me happy you know <laughs> I was like oh these like yeah. queer guys are like able to like flaunt their like queerness and like loving each other vibes like on the telly that's cute yeah yeah no there is like yeah a cute chemistry between a lot of them mm-hmm. but the hair can... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I will also say that JVN has better hair than Kion I like this guy Kyan's hair in the photo that he has on Wikipedia. Anyway, I'm like, well, I mean, but you who know, for the 2000s, hair for Kion the 2000s. Into- <laughs> I mean, true, true, true. But I do like I the long hair on our Jonathan. I'm not a long hair fan, but yeah, I think it really generally, the- like, yeah, not really, but it, because it's like glossy and like, yeah, with the beard as well, it just pretty, really works. Yeah, the, with the beard, yeah, it looks really nice. She's um, a good girl. Um, so yeah, I think. Like, unless you have anything else to say on grooming, I think we know who wins. Yeah, basically, yeah. So in comparison, um, oh fuck, we didn't even talk about. Yeah, Jordan. we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, because it's like, oh, what is there to say? Well, basically, Jonathan actually cuts Tom's hair and like proper, like yeah, does things and like come. They go back to the house and he's like showing him, um, like a little skincare routine. Like, yes, like show like because the wheeled man Tom also has um. What did he say he has? It Not looks eczema, like um, there's a name for that. Um, it's basically when your oh, like um, skin flares up. Psoriasis is that what he has? It it might be that. No, no, I feel no, like he's got, psoriasis he has is not like a dryness he has lupus. Scalp. lupus. Yes, he does. Psoriasis can be anywhere on your on your body. It's just like a skin oh. thing. But yeah, he has lupus, so he gets these kind of flare ups and stuff. So like Jonathan was like actually him- teaching him about like what products are good to use and blah 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 and also gave him like a little um not like a Magic concealer but stick. a yeah it's like a green you know like color corrector thing for your face so so like if he does have a flare-up that he can like take down the redness and whatnot and it was like really sweet and the most adorable he, moment like, of the show the, is when just, tom uses that by himself yeah it's like oh and yeah jo- like as much as i i do honestly find jonathan van ness um quite irritating sometimes which we can get into more later about what our thoughts cool. are but yeah, I do think <laughs> I do think that like he is really sweet as well to like a lot of the, mm-hmm. the you can tell JVN is a or big whatever. heart even yeah, if yeah, that big, heart big can heart, yeah. verge into um, yeah obnoxious as well but <laughs> I, I, I'm, yeah. I am quite a JVN fan but also I haven't watched a lot of Queer Eye so I see JVN in smaller snippets whereas I know a lot of mm-hmm. people find JVN to be a lot yeah but no it, he is he's really sweet with Tom and like actually does his hair and like gives all these tips and stuff and like yeah they just like put in a lot more effort than the other guy it seems yeah so definitely. I think that like she's a winner yeah 
For sure. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, JVN, you win. New two, old zero. It could be a <laughs> blowout for the old here, folks. Um, do you want to pick another category? I feel like we should go to styling then. Yeah, like that's that a good on. idea. Well, yeah. So, so styling matchup, we have mm-hmm. Carson Cressley mm-hmm. versus uh, Tan France. Yeah. I, yeah. And also in the old one, they are calling Carson Cressy a fashion savant. Oh. I don't know if they have these little nicknames for the new one. I don't think they do. Tan Francis on the Wikipedia is just fashion. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they just have their category. Like, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Obviously, now it's hard to judge because, like, to the clothes that Carson Cressy is picking out, like, you're, re- you're looking at them like, really? But it's like yeah. the 2000s were the early 2000s, especially were like a, a weird time for fashion anyway. Yeah. So it's hard to look yeah. back now and, and be like, yeah, that's cute. Though isn't that like, cool now? Isn't the, isn't, oh my God, I sound like such a fucking boomer that being like, <laughs> the, the like, Nazi fashion's fashion. back in with the kids, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. But mm-hmm. Carson still makes the wrong decisions. I for feel that. like, I feel like, yeah, the clothes that they put this guy in are not the y2k fashion that um we are now that is now resurfacing yeah um um this is also an appropriate moment to mention that carson like does a weird thing where he like measures um like what is their guy called do you remember why do i feel like it's maybe aaron or something but go and look it up and tell me if i'm right is it jack or did i make like this out a lie as well season one uh it says brian Oh, that yeah, that is yeah. So it, was, it was Brian because the episode is called "Hair Today, Art Tomorrow," which is also not a good title. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, yeah. So Carson does this weird thing where he's like getting his measurements for the suit, and like weirdly, I don't know if he like gropes his butt or like I can't really remember the context. I don't want to slander Carson Kressley, but. There was just a there was a weird vibe overall. He makes he a lot of inappropriate comments towards him for sure. Yeah, potentially like, grabs his butt as well. Yeah, definitely makes like comments about the crotch stroke butt area, mm-hmm. um, and it just all feels a bit icky from yeah. a twenty twenty two lens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, he definitely has been like I would say the most like kind of creepy during the episode, and yeah, I guess he is the role which can be the creepiest, doesn't he? Because he like. Yeah, because that's the thing. They keep telling him to, like, undress and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. And, like, I think doesn't Carson, like, jokingly try to go into the dressing room with him or something as well? Oh, and it's just no. all a bit ape, folks. I feel like that as well is, like, surely that's not doing good things for, like, gay stereotypes at the time. So this is an interesting thing about Queer Eye 2003. Some people argue it was revolutionary and that's obviously why it did so well. And people were like, wow, it's showing gay people in like a light where they can interact with straight men and like actually be helpful through like a heterosexual lens, which is like Mm. kind of problematic in itself that it's like, oh, no, we're useful to straight people. You like us. Yeah. Um, But uh, some people argue, and this is on the the Wikipedia page again, that it did a lot of negative things for queer stereotypes by yeah. like encouraging the idea that all we're good at is like fashion and shopping and mm. interior design 
um obviously i'm amazing in all those things but like that's just me <laughs> um <laughs> matt's like laughing at this podcast right now. <laughs> oh, i, I definitely end up being the fucking culture expert let's put it that way <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i i kind of agree with you that uh, yeah it like there are some negative connotations i think Mm. portrayed by a lot of the men in the 2003 one that sort of puts gay men in that like flamboyant yes queen oh my god honey slay boots down Mm. charlie xcx snatch my wig um (laughs) like definitely that and also but also just the like kind of real forwardness and, and like creepiness with the guys as well as like that's surely Playing not into, doing anything yeah, for, for the gays yeah that's like a real yeah not good stereotype. <laughs> um but overall apart from the creepiness Carson Cressley to give him some credit does actually do his job on this episode yeah I, I like now Carson Cressley I do quite like Carson Cressley as well yeah I um, actually do do enjoy him I just think he th- this is a product of the time and mm. I don't think Carson Cressley, I hope Carson Cressley wouldn't act this way now. I do not know that because I do not know Carson. <laughs> yes. In comparison, yeah. on the other side, we have the wonderful Tan France, yeah. who is who one I of the first. No, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm pretty sure it says it on Tan's Wikipedia page and I'm going to get it up just to check. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he's like one of the first like outwardly queer Muslim men on TV. Yeah. One of That's the first out Muslim gay men on Western TV. Um. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. Um, he's yeah. a dad now as well, just as a side note. Yeah, um, I think it's quite cute. And he is a fabulous British-American fashion designer mm-hmm. um, who loves a printed... Not British-American. It says, it says on his Wikipedia page he's British-American. Oh, what? Because yeah. he lives in America. In America. I, I guess, because he was born in like Yorkshire, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, then his parents he's like are British, Pakistani, Pakistani, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, America um, trying to claim him. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I love Tan. I think he's such a cutie, and I think he's like the most down to earth out of all of them as well. Personally, That's fair. have you watched um, Next in Fashion? No, I haven't. I know you did tell me about this, but I've not watched it. Fair, but I will. I find Why are you? you are you, you like know, always? You know, is he annoying in it or something? You know, you know your issue with Jonathan Finesse. I have yeah. that very slight. You know, I do not. It's not to the same extent as people mm. have a Jonathan Vaness, I just preferred Alexa Chung on Next in Fashion to Tan France. Okay. Um, but also maybe it's because me and Matt just like find her funnier. So like, therefore like made him the bad guy in the situation. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> on Queer Eye, I really like Tan and I agree with you. I think he's really down to earth. And overall as like a celebrity, I really like Tan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think he is, yeah, as you say, he's just down to earth. He's, he's stylish, but not condescending about it. Um, yeah. He's not pervy, so that's already a win. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I just like the way he goes about it with people on the show as well. Like, yeah, it's very like he'll give like constructive criticism, but he'll also he'll also point out like, okay, but this is good. Like the the you know the like he doesn't just completely shit on their wardrobe and start yeah. roasting them immediately. And he'll find like he'll also find like a compromise as well. Like if they're like, mm, no, I don't like this. I'm not comfortable in this. He's like, that's totally fine. Like. Let's find what you're comfortable in. And yeah, I agree. Let's That's find what I really what, like, like about suits you and brings out, you know, your sparkle, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, that fully agree. Bad that. impression there. But yeah, I, yeah, I think Tan just has a very good way with words, and you can tell why he is in the Fab Five. Yeah. Um, 
isn't i feel like i we'd need to actually do research on this but is he one of the ones who like definitely like was part of the fab five originally or like there's some like interesting like there's an interview out there where basically loads of them are like we didn't initially audition for it or we didn't expect to do it i think he maybe was scouted oh yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure i'm not sure about that i just feel like tan had some sort of presence beforehand um, and therefore they were like, he would be good on the queer eye. I just knew that Jonathan mm. was the one who was like, I want to be on this. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and everyone else <laughs> kind of has like a little, like, I didn't think I'd get cast on the show story. Yeah. Um, like, I'm pretty sure Bobby's story is something like his internet cuts out midway through the interview. So he just like doesn't do the second <laughs> half of like, the oh, interview. He's just like, oh, I'm just like not going to get that job. And yeah. then he was like really surprised that he did. Possibly Anthony, yeah. like, find out about it like the day after the casting closed but they accepted him anyway because he's so beautiful that's literally it but anyway (laughs) (laughs) um overall i yeah like i think tan just has a good way he's also dressing an older man but makes him more youthful which i appreciate yeah um and yeah overall i think we have an obvious winner because one of them didn't awkwardly feel up the straight man yes um so shall we shall we put down Every single one win every category. Like, yeah. <laughs> to be fair to, to old, it was their pilot and they didn't have a predetermined script. Whereas Queer Eye 2018 had a hundred episodes of Queer Eye 2003 to yeah, go off. To go so off the, and, and then the be like, producer. how do we improve it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like so I think like, well we probably know what's gonna win. I but mean, yeah. it's an interesting, even though we know even what's just gonna like win. talking about it, yeah, just comparing. Yeah, it's things, such like, an interesting like conversation in time and like Mm -hmm. in like how gay has advanced in 15 years to like as they say in the thing it's no longer about like fighting for acceptance it's sort of I can't remember the phrase they use but like it's about more than that no I feel like one of them was like it's not it didn't somebody say it's no longer fighting for acceptance but it's they're fighting for tolerance or did I make that up it does have a, there's a weird like I remember when I watched it the first time being like ah that makes so much sense for the show and then when I watched it this time I was like that's a really weird way of saying that. oh do you want me to like quote it as it said like because I'm going to press play like I've got it up yeah. on Netflix and I'm going to have okay. to like quote say it okay the original show was fighting for tolerance our fight is for acceptance oh so it was the other way around what okay. does that mean as in I guess basically at one point they were just there's a difference be like, between like being tolerated and being accepted like i guess he's yeah, just saying like that. yeah is that, it's I like mean, um it's a next level another step up yeah on the ladder of fighting for gay rights 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 yeah! gay rights gay rights gay rights gay rights gay rights gay rights yeah um as a side note while I was reading that off, the like theme tune started to play in the background, and I was like, "Oh, I just want to dance to the theme tune instead." The Gay to Z after party when we finally wrap this season. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just going to be that, that song the first on thing repeat. we're performing. <laughs> just on a loop. Um, yeah. So then, moving on. Next up. Um, shall we do, 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 do culture? Do you want to do yeah, culture? Let's do culture. Nice. So, so this is we, where have, we have our our boy Jay. Jay yeah, our boy Jay versus our our boy Caramo. Caramo. Um, Caramo Brown. I feel like he's called. 
I yeah, it is Crown Run. Um, um yeah. And so yeah, what the hell is culture? Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> Obviously, so that's wait, a really got, broad okay. sorry, br- a really broad thing. Jay what? is the culture vulture. Yeah. And is an expert on popular culture, relationships, and social interaction. And then Karamo. Yeah, let's it, yeah. see if there's like a little description on Karamo. Is an expert in popular culture relationship. Yeah, okay, so it's on both. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, culture is I feel like the we wanted a fifth person and we really liked this guy, but we didn't have an area of expertise. So he's just gonna be the presenter style person who does the therapy, like, what's your sad backstory? Yeah, like it's kind of yeah, it's a weird one because like there's times on like the new queer eye where I'm like, yeah, okay, I understand like what he's doing, but I'm still kind of like, I don't know if the word culture is necessarily the right fit for this. Like it goes on so on the new one, it kind of feels like like even in that first episode, it feels like he's more sitting and talking with him about like his own like self-confidence Emotions and self-esteem and, and like yeah like what's really going on in here let's get to the bottom of this and emotions and stuff and yeah like he does help him like with his relationship or whatever then he like gives him that little push to be like oh you should reach, reach out to your ex-wife Abby. that you still have feelings for Abby um so it's like you understand what he's doing but yeah culture is a strange thing to call it fully agree it, it I actually would now that you've said that it does make it feel like like for me the culture role is quite important because it's essentially that mm. thing of like hey, straight men barely ever talk about their emotions and feelings and I'm going to teach you how to like talk about those and then give you the relevant things you need to like fix those emotions and feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and because like meet the, the guy new- who shot you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know about that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. I don't know if I've seen that episode, but yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Sorry, Ramo, <laughs> that was definitely a big L if we were doing that episode. Um, I say that, maybe it actually is really effective, but I just feel like it doesn't sound like it would be. Uh, this, that's probably when it started going off the rails a wee bit and I stopped watching because it was like, this is too much. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, see, I feel like that it, for the new one, like it, that makes sense to me because as well, their their whole like tagline is more than a makeover. So they're trying to, you know, help this person feel better about themselves on the inside as well because so many of these people are like lacking in confidence and stuff and that's why they don't maybe you know put a lot of time or effort into their like outward appearance and stuff mm-hmm. however the original let's talk about that for a second because let's whoa, talk about what jay does <laughs> like literally he Shows him how to have a conversation at his event. He practices with Kian, I think. He's like, hey, oh, hey, this is this your art? Yeah. I've got my art on my T-shirt here. Thank you for coming. Wow, thank you. This is so great. <laughs> Thanks. And then they're like, and that's how you have a conversation with someone. And like, that seems to be all he does. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me. You're that's Kay Erasure. You have also forgot about um the moment when he goes to the printer. Oh <laughs> and yeah, gets, yeah, like flyers or like little like business cards made for the street guy to be like, here's like business cards for your art to like yes, show people oh that God. there's an event. So yeah, he does some printing 
And then the cards are... <laughs> those cards are like... Culture event. equals printing. <laughs> yeah. And like when they're all like what, sitting watching like, oh, like, oh, is he going to wear the right jeans and whatever? And oh, he made the little pizzas and oh, there's him like doing his hair or whatever. And then they're watching him at the event like, oh, look at him, blah, blah, blah. He looks so confident. <laughs> and then Jay's just like, oh, somebody's picked up my card. They're using my cards. <laughs> You know what the like, weirdest it. bit is as well? I'm almost certain, and I'm just going to check this again. Jay was... So, basically, how, like, old Queer Eye works is Jay is their, like, culture expert, but mm. epi- and he is on the pilot episode, which is episode one, but episode two and three of Queer Eye, like, 2003, were actually filmed before episode one, and I'm a different culture expert because they had someone else. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, then they And then he comes back in him. for episode four, yeah, so Jay was basically like a replacement for yeah. the um the yeah, like the original culture vulture. That's weird that they just kept those episodes in and, and they didn't like scrap them, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, the original culture vulture was called um Blair Boone. It would be interesting to watch those episodes to see what he's like in comparison to Jerry. Like, why did they decide to cut him out? I do feel like, and I don't know if this is, did it say something about him? Like, so he did sue the production company for breach of contract based on the fact he had only been paid for the two episodes he had shot. Um, Oh, they get $3,000 per episode in OG Queer. That's interesting. Uh, Claiming he deserved to be paid for the entire season he had originally been contracted to shoot. Um, The case was settled out of court. Oh, I hope he got Um, money. Interesting, though. Yeah. Um... Yeah, sorry, that's just some insider goss mm. about um, the culture role. But yeah, Jay does nothing. Karamu, what does Karamu do? He basically just is like, here's he what you're going to say to Abby. He goes for like a little walk with Tommy, sits on a bench with him. And yeah, he, he kind of encourages him to, or he gets to the bottom of like Tom's feelings towards Abby. And then he encourages him, encourages him to give her a phone call and invite her around or yeah. whatever. I don't know if he like, I know in future episodes that he does kind of chat with people about like their like it is like little therapy sessions basically but I can't remember if he does that in the pilot so much I feel like he doesn't as much but I feel like they all as a five kind of say to him like oh you need to stop saying that like the you can't fix everything because they're like you need to have self-confidence or whatever don't they also in um New Queer Eye isn't... Oh God, what was I going to say? I literally completely lost my train of thought as I was saying that. Queer Eye, Karamo. Um, oh, in an interview, didn't they say, like, some episodes, like, are more necessary for certain guys than others, if that makes sense? So, like, a yeah. certain episode might be really Karamo-heavy because Karamo, like, either just connects really well with the, like, hero of the episode um, or, like... There's a, a lot, lot of it is done like, to emotional stuff, so they yeah, need to like get into like through. his like family history and stuff like that as well. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they do have like you know some episodes where it's like somebody they help someone like come out to their parents or. Oh, I've seen that clip online, things. and that is oh, it's beautiful. really like yeah, um, emotional. It makes me cry a wee bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Overall, yeah. I feel like for culture. I want to say no one wins. I but... honestly want to say no one as well because I just think that category yeah, is actually kind of unnecessary. We're saying no one, no so, one gets a point. Okay, yeah, fair. 
<laughs> this is the deciding category for if um, the other guys can win it back. Yeah. Um, should we do food and wine? Because I feel like it's the least I, important category. Yeah, I feel like, um, well, out of the two remaining ones, you mean it's the least important. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do that one next. Yeah. Um, so on one side of food and wine, I have lost the page, but I think the guy is is old guy called like 2003 guy called Tom. No, no, Tom? that's the design guy. So this oh. the food and wine connoisseur from the original is Ted Allen. Lovely. Expert we on Ted alcohol, Allen. beverages, food preparation and presentation. We Ted Allen with the glasses. Yeah. Um, and then the food and wine guy on 2018 is Anthony Porowski. Yeah. Um, everyone man. and their mom just fancies. Yes. <laughs> but they will never find love with him because he fancies the avocado. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a really dumb joke that like everyone makes about Anthony as well. <laughs> it wasn't original, is what I'm saying. It wasn't my best. Um, Sorry, Simon. Oh, thanks. So, yeah, I feel like all that really happens in 2003, Queer Eye, is that like Ted stays at the house while they go out and like shop with new straight guy because what they do mm-hmm. in old query is they try to make it seem like it all happens in a day mm-hmm. even though it's shot over four days yeah um and basically they like take him out with carson and kian and like do him up and then when he comes back to his house it's like all done up and ted has some nice food yeah um, when really that was filmed over a couple of days but yeah ted like stays at the house and basically just like makes a nice meal for usually the thing the guy's doing at the end of the week yeah like it's kind of weird because yeah he seems to just be like oh here's like this little like he has this event at the end of the week and it's like kind of like also like why do they not have a caterer why is he making why is this one guy (laughs) making all these little pizzas for this big like art exhibition (laughs) so it really brings down the like extravagance of the art gallery yeah doesn't it But he basically he does, he is just like, like makes pizza rolls, right? Yeah, like it's literally just like these big pizza things and he cuts it into like little mini squares or whatever. So he, the guy is just like, oh, here's how to make this little pizza that you can do for this event. And it's really like, okay, now he knows how to make one thing. I, I, I don't mean to be rude to um, we Ted Allen, but he mm. really left no impression on me. Yeah, absolutely. None whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy, but yeah, he just like he didn't mm. do anything for me. I didn't realize he's the he's the host of Chopped though, which is fun. Good for him. Um, but yeah, otherwise he really is a non-factor in the episode. Is he yeah. a bit older than the other guys, or is that just like he? Looks is he just like, a little bit balding? Yeah, like maybe. is that maybe that's what it is? It's just that he like, and it could just be that he's wearing glasses. Let's be real. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, they're all about. Older, so but... he's he's like five years older i think than most of the other guys which oh no he's not even he's like four years older oh, apart from is, yeah. is jay in his 50s oh jay's most of the guys are in their 50s now but jay's 42 so jay was really like okay. a child yeah yeah he did look he was the young, twink they traveled with yeah <laughs> um, um yeah and then like i don't know what your thoughts on anthony and the new one is like do you feel useless. like it's still oh. useless <laughs> Because I do, I mean, I do think it's kind of like, I feel like they could have just rolled culture and food into one category. And I fully agree. And then maybe it would be slightly useful. Like, then he could make a nice meal and sit down with him and they could eat the meal and talk about the feelings. Yeah. Or like that, talk about like, you know, dinner, work in like TV. table etiquette or something, or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Um, but yeah, I will I... say, like, in comparison, like this, the the first episode of the new season, like Anthony is kind of more like showing him like he here are the things that you like to eat a lot of the time, and I'm going to show you how to make them yourself at home, so that it's like cheaper and healthier. Yeah. So those Fair, are actual can, like things that he will that. make in the future that he knows how to make now. I think the novelty of Anthony wears off the more episodes you watch mm. because by the signs of it, he largely makes the same things <laughs> or like variations of very similar to make dishes. Guacamole. Yeah, basically yeah. that. I mean, yeah, it definitely like is, is like one of the, the less useful Glamorous rules thing uh, categories on the show, but. I do, I do, yeah. I, I don't mind Anthony. I sometimes fi- do find it annoying that he's sometimes renowned as like everyone's favorite member of Queer Eye. Um, but, but that's not not to do. That's not because anybody thinks that he actually does more work in it than anyone. Yeah, I think like no, nobody would actually believe that. Yeah. Oh is, yeah. I don't think I don't think anyone's got the delusion no. that Anthony's killing it. But he is beautiful to look at, and he also I think is really sweet. Like. He's always he always gets really like emotionally invested in oh, yeah. their in the like heroes episode, and stuff. He cry? And, oh, he's always crying. <laughs> he, like he seems to really care, and like I don't know in interviews and stuff. Like he does seem like very sweet. Maybe I'm just a wee bit mm-hmm. in love with him. Do you know what? That's valid. I know a lot yeah. of people who are in love with him. Um, he likes a crop top as well. Love that for him. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking at images now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just because, like, I was, I was like, oh, I need to like think of more things to say about him, and they just started going through his image things. <laughs> I think he's broken up with his boyfriend, so oh, Kiva, no. there might be an in there. Oh. <laughs> Split um, after seven years. Oh, that's sad. Oh, that is sad. Sorry, now me on like fucking pink news. Like, I feel like isn't, isn't he also bi? I feel like possibly. is he? I feel Ooh, like he is. Let's find out. Because is Jonathan Pan, or did I make that up? Mm-hmm. Anthony Perry's sexually fluid dating life. I feel like Jonathan is. I feel like he's into men. Um, it does here. Anthony um doesn't refer to himself as gay and has had relationships with. It says with me and women. Obviously, it's supposed <laughs> to say men. <laughs> me. That's funny. Just throw them in there. Me and women. <laughs> yeah. Um. Shit, yeah. Let's find out what JV and sexuality is. I imagine it is probably just gay. Um, yeah, openly gay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, yeah, so Anthony doesn't do loads, but um, is nice to look at. Mm-hmm. So therefore he wins? And to be fair, is an emotionally nice guy. Yeah. I would say he wins because I agree with your point that at least he's giving the guy in this in our pilot episodes, he's sort of like giving him a meal that's like financially helpful to him. Um, yeah. Because friend of the pod, Callum McElwee's issue with Queer Eye is that they think... Um, that queer eyes like the fundamental problem with queer eye is that they basically like use money to fix all these poor people's problems and then leave them again yeah but i mean they've got that nice house then to live in so like and they've given them some free clothes i guess right but no that is that is fair but I mean, if rich people wanted to come in and like help me and do up my house and give me clothes and things, I'd be like, go ahead. 
Nice. What if they hit, what if it had to be five straight women? Would that be okay? Women, sure. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Five straight men, absolutely not. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's so valid. Trans men really scare me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the like masculine like vibes they give off, and I'm like, I just don't know how to have a proper conversation with you without just like a massive sign over my head being like, I'm a gay. <laughs> Oh, I'm a gay. Um, sorry, that's tangential and also like unfair in the tradesmen. They're just doing their jobs, and I'm just intimidated yeah, by Simon. like. Simon, oh, they're just kind of classist of you. Oh no, I I really didn't mean that. I was really worried that's how that would come across, and I'm just trying to say that like I. No, just masculine men. Yeah, I'm not a masculine man. Yeah, right. I know gay men who are tradesmen. Yeah, Simon. No, I'm joking. It's fine. Um. Yeah. So. We're giving it to Anthony. We're giving it to Anthony, but it's like he would get a half point if it was me. (laughs) Um, And then we go on to the guy who does literally everything else. Yes. Really the backbone of both Queer Eyes, but um, sure, like he's not as pretty as the others is what they say. (laughs) That's general opinion. It is not my opinion, but we'll get on to that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we have Tom, Thom. Tom, I think it's just Tom, Tom, yeah. Tom with an H. Tom Felicia? <laughs> or Phil- Felicia? Felica? How would you pronounce it? We should probably look this no, up. A... But... It's the design doctor on the original show. And then we got um, Bobby Burke, who is the design expert from 2018. Little Bobby. Yes. I, sorry, we'll, we'll talk Simon about loves. Tom first. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom, so, I, is it bad I don't fully... I think he just, like... The, our first guy is a little bit of, like... His apartment, I feel, is, like, messy because he's got a lot of stuff. Mm. And does Tom kind of just, mm-hmm. like, clean that up? Or is that just me? And yeah, he makes him a I mean, it's, bed. like... He kind of reorganizes his apartment in a way that's, like, better for storage and stuff. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, New York as well, like... Yeah, that apartment is tiny, I think the, I, you're, I actually yeah, find that so interesting. Really tiny living spaces. Yeah, because like home makeover shows are usually like, oh, we need like a lot of space, so like the like transformation looks yeah. amazing. Um, so to do it, so I guess it's like kind of yeah, cool. interesting. Yeah, that they he does like um, help him like optimize his space. I guess I'm obsessed with. Do um, you ever get those TikTok videos which are like? Uh, I live in this shitty like little apartment building or like this like one bedroom student dorm and there's this like guy who like shows like basically like uses little models to show like the best way to arrange your furniture to get the most out of your room oh my god that's no, the side of TikTok I'm on and I'm obsessed with it please send it please send me will do it's very satisfying the guy it's kind of like just watching someone that. play that the sims right in real life my street, so I mean, that is right up my street <laughs> Um, and I do feel like Tom succeeds in doing that in this episode. Yeah, definitely. Especially by I mean, yeah, obviously, bed. like, he puts the work in. I feel like I don't really remember him that much because I, I don't feel like he got maybe as a lot of airtime. Design guys, I don't didn't think. didn't see a lot of his personality. They sort of never really get a lot. But he was working lot. to the bone, yeah. Because they're doing that. Um, yeah, because they're, like, fucking busy. I love in the, we'll get on to this maybe later, but is it the Jubilee video where they play that game, which is, like, slightly agree strongly agree like yes and they're like and they're like who do you think puts the most work in and everyone and goes immediately bobby. to the left and bobby goes to the right apart from like jonathan who's like actually i think it could be who's me, like, me? <laughs> yeah and everyone's like shut up jonathan it's clearly bobby <laughs> yeah. 
Um, oh, yeah. God bless. So yeah, Tom, I agree with you. I don't really think Tom made much of an impression, but it was just because mm. like he was clearly. But he did. He did a good job. Yeah, he did a really but, good job. But yeah, just I'm actually just looking him up because his Wikipedia doesn't have a picture of him, and I just want to remember what he yeah. looks like. Oh, he's got like I vaguely remember what he looks like. He's got a he's design got, like, company. That's well. fun. Like, is in the first thing that comes up is his website. Good for him. Oh, he's oh gosh, he's like still very stylish. Nice. Sorry, I just mean like he he's like looking well for like twenty years down the line or however long it's been. Him and Carson must do yeah. a lot together. There's lots of photos of him and Carson as like a little bit older. That's cute. Oh, that's cute. Anyway, um, yeah. So on the new one. Bobby, oh Bobby does Bobby. a beautiful. Sorry, skip it a bit ahead. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah. No. Bobby no, no, basically no, no. like fine. makes up our hero's back garden, and it it's just stunning. Mm-hmm. And his yes, the, so the hero's did at like the end of the episode does comment on that as well as like oh my gosh this is beautiful. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, redoes his apartment as well, and like it's just so nice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the wee garden like beautiful. He does, does a great job as well like i haven't seen these episodes but i've seen clips online of like isn't there an episode where like this person is like loads of handwritten notes from like a passed away relative and he like inscribes the like cabinet with like the signature used at the end of all those letters and stuff like that as well yeah um yeah very cute i do feel like we get to see bobby's personality a little bit more though and like yeah true does bobby go to the bed store or is that just karama oh, no does, bobby goes yeah. to the bed store with karama no, I feel like it's Jonathan. Or is it Anthony? No, it's definitely Jonathan. I feel like Jonathan and Bobby go to the bed store and they're like, I mean, there might be a third person there as well. Let's find out because I do have the episode. I definitely feel like Jonathan's there. Oh, there's a new episode of um, that Marie Kondo show or like new season. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, as a side note, like this is not the right time to talk about this. Maybe I should wait. <laughs> um, what is it? Do you know that there's like a queer eye? Like, do you know anything about queer eye in Japan? Yeah, I've heard it's like they just did like a. Oh really? I don't know. I just heard it's like kind of culturally inappropriate. Culturally, like insensitive kind of thing, or slightly maybe. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I just know that it's like not amazing. Okay, who who, place your bet? Who do you think's in this bed store? Because I haven't looked yet, but I'm on the right scene. I think it's Bobby (laughs) and. Jonathan I think it's Bobby and Karamu, but that's just me. It's Jonathan and Vanessa. Thank you. Kiva one, <laughs> Simon zero. Um, okay, so are we going to give it to New as well then? I feel like we need to give them something. What, give so all something? Give them... Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I thought, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying, do we give it to both? Well, we could give it to both, or should we just be honest with ourselves and say we preferred new? I mean, yeah, it would be a totally like a sympathy point. So <laughs> yeah, just give it to Bobby. Nice. Um cool. Well that is all our um queer eye guys. And I'm it's it's I'm it's safe to say that new is winning in every category. Yeah. Apart from <laughs> um I really should have kept track of this. Culture? Was culture the one we didn't give anyone points to? We didn't give anyone. Cool. Yeah, um, every other but I mean, category. still, it, the only reason queer news doing better is because it's like we're from the twenty first century. What well, both of them are in the twenty first century. We're from the twenty twenties, the twenty twenties. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's the only reason though. It would be interesting if we had someone older, who was like in their in their forties or fifties, whatever, who was like who isn't as young and pretty at the time. Yeah. <laughs> 
if we had like some old person, some old gay, maybe they'd have a different opinion. <laughs> old gays, feel free to write um, the, like in write to us or like post on social media or like start a hate anti podcast against us. Um, yeah. to let us know if we're wrong. I'd actually love to have like someone who's like from a different generation. A of... hater? No, Jesus. Oh, right, no. <laughs> I'd want someone who's like from a different generation of queerness to us because I feel like, yeah, like, for, sure. for, like for something like when we did the inheritance or something, it would be so interesting to just like mm. hear. An... Yeah, or like even like cucumber and stuff. Yeah, just to hear an older perspective because obviously like we can mm-hmm. empathize, but we didn't live it, you know? Um, yeah. I just love intergenerational stuff like that, but not in a, not in that way. <laughs> it, sound, it sounded a bit dirty when I said it. <laughs> um, so, um, okay, so that's all the guys, and then basically, yeah, what that's all the guys. After that, after the first half of the show, is that they all leave and be like, "Good luck, little straight." Um, and then the little straight has to try and like basically get ready for the event that they are going to by themselves while the queer eye guys mm-hmm. watch back i should call them the fab five while the fab five watch yeah. back at like their base which i don't know why Some, like yeah the, apartment or something the, the like the new fab five's base feels very like a fire station <laughs> it really gives that vibe to me yeah um but yeah basically they watch a vt um and for our two straight guys so for our 2003 straight guy i feel like it goes okay Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like basically, he like has he like all the ladies like really fancy him is all I can remember. Yeah, like they're all like really shocked. Yeah, they're all like, oh, he looks so hot. And everyone's looks. like, why? Don't, like to their own boyfriends, like, why don't you do that? And then all the gays are like, yes. Oh my gosh, she wants to cheat on her husband with him. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And Jay's happy that someone looked at his cards. Yeah, pretty much. Is that basically? Yeah, there's not like yeah, that's kind of it. That wraps it up. I feel like, yeah, it basically... There's not a wild lot that happens with that guy's one. It just goes well. And he, like, cooks the pizza rolls. Yeah, he brings the pizza. <laughs> and people say, it's mm, it's really tasty. <laughs> um, there is, like, while he's getting ready, he puts on the wrong yeah, pair of he fucks up. or something. Or... But that happens in the new one as well. Yeah. Like, that happens sometimes where, like... They're watching to make sure that they do all the right things or whatever. Yeah. And he wears like the wrong jeans with Yeah. He's meant he's meant to wear like a, a some like nice trousers and then he just puts on the jeans again and and Carson is like, I can't believe this. But then he wears the right shoes with it. So he's like, okay, well, you know, this isn't the end of the world. Yeah. And ba- blah, blah, blah. yeah, actually you're so right. Basically the exact same thing happens where he puts on like a weird outfit, which Tam doesn't like as well. But then he, he like Tan's like, oh no, wait, yeah. this kind of works. I like it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but d- Tom, who's the older, like the 2018 guys one, though, is just, I think, a lot cuter, but it's just because his story is a lot more personal. Yeah. Um, where basically Definitely. he like goes to his car show, but he goes on a date with his ex-wife that he's still in love with. Yeah. Um, and he uses the cutest bit, he uses his like concealer or like his like makeup green st- his color corrector is that what it's called um, yeah i think so yeah that jonathan gives him um and i feel like it just all goes like really well and then tom brings abby back to his house and she's really amazed mm-hmm. by bobby's big transformation of the house and like it just yeah. ends on a very sweet romantic note in my opinion yeah it's a lot more like emotional and stuff as well in the new one yeah i think like definitely to the point where it's a bit sappy sometimes and very like american oh but totally i do think it is quite wholesome like 
Yeah, it's just better and sweet a lot of the time. Storytelling, but again, yeah, pilot one versus hundred and first pilot is like <laughs> gonna play into how like an experienced director. Also, yeah, just the guy who made it is gonna be a much more experienced TV maker now at this mm. point as well. Um, Definitely, but also, but also, I do think that is also down to like casting and stuff. Well, I was gonna say, it, like, just how different the culture is now like in terms of like what people want to see maybe mm, like the true. 2000s yeah it's a lot more shock stuff. 2000s was a very different vibe yeah it was more like maybe like comedic or like the drama was like what people wanted to see or what was like entertaining or yeah definitely um, what was going to sell well as a small i guess like tidbit as well um what's really cute is like Further down the line, um, Tom, who the guys make over, then marries Abby mm-hmm. again. Um, and yeah, they're still together, I, th- as I believe, like last I read. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. I just think that's really nice. And it does show that this show, in some ways, is making a difference. Um, mm-hmm. I obviously, yeah. we do. And didn't. I was going to say, obviously, we don't do Sorry. follow-ups with the 2003 people because we just don't know them. Like, we, like, as in, like, that wouldn't be a story that mm. we would be privy to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I was it you that told me, or did I hear that we Tom as well got Tan to like do his suit for him or something for his wedding? I think right? we read that when you came over to mine to like oh yeah, do our queer eye night where we just danced to the theme tune a lot. Yes, so he like style he like helped him pick out his suit or something like that or like yeah, mm-hmm. which I thought was really sweet as well that they would actually like keep in touch with these people and help them out like beyond the show yeah i thought that was really cute too yeah so where were we where were we ranking where were we i feel like what's the word ranking do you want to like the ending yeah like who wins the ending i mean it's like it's just the new one i guess yeah really so really what we've learned from this essay of compare and contrast is that new queer eye does it better and that's probably down Mm -hmm. to a it being made in 2018 and yes us being the right age to watch queer eye at that point um, what I you're saying 2018 was it not actually made earlier than that like 2016 or it says 2018 or revival but let's find out we were definitely in uni no yeah so I feel like 20 2018 was the year sweetener came out I feel like it existed <laughs> before that that's all right that's my timeline of life is like what was happening in Ariana Grande's career at the time it was um February 7th 2018 start of 2018 no time in that cannot be right what was sweetener late 2018 um, I think no. is 2018 the confusing it was year early-ish. because I Tw- think 2018 no because Sweetener came out like say like May or something of 2018 and then she had the whirlwind romance with Pete Davidson all summer and then Mac Miller died in September and thank you next the song came out in like November and the album came out in like er- er- start of 2019 this isn't relevant to anything you're asking but I do remember watching the first episode of, Qu- episode of Queer Eye with oh. in my house that I was in in third year. Mm-hmm. So surely to God. Maybe you were just late to the party. Yeah, do you know what? Maybe maybe that was 2018. So I get 20. I don't know why, but I always think 2018 is the year that Lord released Melodrama. But it's not. Okay. That's your timeline. It's 2017. Oh, it's not though. Is the year that Lord released Melodrama. Because I always think that I wrote Matchbox the same year. Like, I did Matchbox the same year that Lord released Melodrama. Yes. And it's like, 
a fun relevant thing of like oh like i only write plays when lord releases albums um Mm -hmm. but that's wrong (laughs) oh my god it literally came out in 2018 started 2018 that's crazy yeah so it's only four years ago so i oh my god you know what that is right that is right yeah that is right yeah so i was in that house then that's crazy that for some reason i thought that was earlier but yeah there you go yeah well do you want to get do you want to minus some points for that (laughs) (laughs) no that's fine um Um, there you go yeah so basically in our compare and contrast new queer eye wins old queer eye Mm -hmm. i think still quite an interesting like time capsule of like queer Mm -hmm. identity in 2003 um yeah and i also do think like it is like a bit funny and yeah, it's like it's like watching. Have you ever watched Next or whatever it's called? That like MTV dating show. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, there's like this iconic um episode of Next, which basically the premise of it is a dating show is like there's these five guys following you in a bus, um, and oh you, one guy comes out of the bus and you date him. And you like go on like a couple of dates, but at any point you can be like, eh, I don't really like that you said Lord isn't the best New Zealand singer you know so I'm gonna have to next you (laughs) and that person has to like go get back on the bus and a new person comes off the bus and you like continue the date with them so like wherever you left off it's just that new person comes on instead but there's like gay iterations of next and they're always so fucking like catty and um like they call like each other like really horrible names and it's like real trash tv and really bad for like the queer movement as a whole but also really fucking funny because they're so like that sounds great yeah they're so like memeable that you can like be like wow look how far we've come as well see i do just enjoy watching like clips and stuff of like all these really trashy 2000s reality shows and stuff where they are just like so fucking mean and it's just like the stuff that they say (laughs) is just like unbelievable yeah i think i think you it's so important to like you can you can enjoy those things like basically mm-hmm. what i'm trying to say is like i think you can there is nothing wrong with enjoying things in context and understanding that yeah it's not acceptable now but at the time it was yeah um, for sure and i think queer eye 2003 is an example of that yeah um and overall i'm still really glad Pretty i much. watched it because i feel like i learned a lot yeah yeah like to yeah <laughs> um shall we well firstly do you want to talk about any of your little bonus tidbits about queer eye kiva um when i mentioned that we were going to be watching queer eye for the episode to harry casey he did um from midnight memories podcast harry casey of midnight memories podcast fame friend of the pod he did mention the fact that jonathan van ness killed his own cat And that that should be brought up. Now, let's clarify. What happened was he had a cat that died. Let me find out Oops, the name Kiva's of that cat. Kiva's face is just lit up because she is Googling the story. <laughs> Sorry, lit up as in I like literally lit up because yeah, she's the, sitting in the, the dark. Actual... Not that she's like smiling at the death of this cat. <laughs> no. It's just a bit funny in a terrible, it's, awful way. It's like way. an absurd thing. And that's sort it's of why just it's completely like, oh. crazy that this is a story. Um, basically, Bug was the name of his cat mm-hmm. that died of just old age natural causes. Mm-hmm. So then they got um, 
another cat as like a replacement cat called Bug the Second mm-hmm. as a kitten. And very shortly after getting this cat, that cat also died because Jonathan Van Ness was living on like an apartment, like several stories up some like apartment complex thing, probably in New York, maybe. And for some reason with this new kitten in their house decided to leave the window open. So the cat fell out of the open window while uh, they were asleep. So that happened. And isn't that terrible? That, yeah. Not not great um, pet owning on JVN there. No. <laughs> um, Thanks, Harry Casey, for that um, viewer yeah, letter. Thank you for that, Harry. I think he just felt it was important to mention that. Like, and I agree. People can be bad too. <laughs> they can fuck yeah. up as well. <laughs> the Fab yeah. Five are not all perfect. I also, there's just a lot of funny and interesting moments. There, see, to be fair as well, like I feel like we should we should mention that we did watch a lot of bonus content yeah, from really the did. new Queer Eye guys because I feel like there probably just is a lot more anyway. Um, their ne- like their Netflix is like and... golden children, let's be real as well. Like yeah. they, Netflix wheel them out into any show they put out. Like Selling Sunset mm-hmm. has them, like Big Mouth has them. Um, yeah, they just sort of pop up everywhere yeah. next in fashion has them my my glass show blowing show has them yes yes bobby yeah, you want to mention I, i'm only slightly mad that. at bobby because i still love him um but he did steal mm-hmm. the presenting gig um of a former big brother contestant so my reality boy is really going at it with each other um for blown away right. and he's like the host but also i feel like it's weird he's like the host but he also gives a lot of opinions for a host which i don't necessarily know how i feel about as part of a craft show but that's just a personal opinion i still like bobby um he does a good job i think i just liked the old host because i'm a fan of nick as well but that's on simon glass blowing and you can find out more about my blown away recap podcast (laughs) (laughs) i've heard that show is amazing oh my gosh yeah as a side note like watch blown away i'm sure someone's queer in it so that's good enough (laughs) Yeah. Bobby's Bobby presents the Christmas special. That's yeah, queer. there you go. <laughs> um yeah, they so, have a yeah, lot of Mimi a... pop culture interview moments though, and Kiva showed yeah. me all of them. Yeah, we did we did watch a lot of those whenever do you have any favorites? Any um, standouts? Hung out that time. So I do just have to mention um a very funny moment, and it kind of was doing, I think, the rounds on the internet at the time as well, of people just being like, Oh my god. Kind of I feel like when people started slightly going off queer eye maybe or finding them like a little bit annoying like overexposed I um, guess as well yeah but also just like you know generally like I guess people over on this in this part of the world with Americans eventually do find them a bit annoying anyway mm-hmm. um but there's just this one um clip they did they did that um like over under thing where it's like you you say if you think something is overrated or underrated Mm -hmm. and one of the things that they were asked about was communism (laughs) it's just really funny because tan our beloved tan who obviously is british british he kind of starts to be like do you know what i think that communism is actually very misunderstood 
and but he doesn't even get to get the sentence out without because they immediately start um let's not let's move on to the hey you're in america buddy you're in america now let's not and then they like cut it out and go to the next question and it's just like oh god i believe there was a producer behind the camera with a gun being like you kind of any opinions on this (laughs) (laughs) but yeah just the like overall like oop moment of that is very funny yeah it is very funny and also like makes me weep for America a little bit. Yeah. Oh, something we should mention, one of the videos we watched. Um, there is a nice crossover moment. Um oh, where yes, of our old Fab Five meet the new Fab Five. Though actually only four of them show up to the meeting of the new Fab Five. Um, I believe yeah. um Ted, who the, Ted the food isn't guy there, isn't yeah. there. Um, but they have a photo of him mm-hmm. on the table. Um, but yeah, so that made us think. Oh, okay, so he's not a pedophile or uh, didn't kill anybody or he's like, also hosting chop. I think he canceled. probably just wasn't bothered to come. And he's not dead. He just yeah, he had on a scheduling conflict or something. So it's all fine. Um, Nothing bad happened. But yeah, I thought that was cute that they were like sort of like metaphorically passing on the torch to be like, you guys, this is like your thing yeah. now. You're gonna have so much fun. You're all gonna be there for each other. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was a very sweet video. I don't. I didn't really take a lot away from it out of like interesting tidbits, but it's cute if you yeah, want to watch really. it. We'll probably put it on our Insta story. I'm promising mm-hmm. a lot for the Insta story. I really like as, <laughs> as um, I'm gonna write these things right. <laughs> social media intern. I really need to like step up my game. I feel. <laughs> um, there was yeah. Was so there, that's cute. Was there any other clips you wanted to mention? I I think I just had wanted to mention also just the weird. Did I say this already or was this before we started recording about the, the weird moment with Karamo? No, you didn't. They... And yeah, you should mention yeah. this. So there, there's an episode like, and I feel like, is it even actually maybe in the first or second season? I can find where, out. Yeah. They, um, it is they season, have... it's season one, episode three. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Very early on. Mm-hmm. So they have like um their hero or like the person they're making over is a Republican and a cop, but like a hardcore Republican. I feel like they they have like Confederate flags and stuff in their in their yard and all this. So that already is making like all of them, but especially Karamo be like, ooh, geez. Um, and they do this really weird and awful moment where Karamo is like driving in the car on his own and then um thinks that he's been pulled over by by the police because there's like police sirens going off or whatever and he gets pulled over and he's like visibly terrified but then it's actually just the person that they're making over comes up and is like hey, hey, I pranked you because he's a cop so and and Karamo's like a bit traumatized and then they have this really like kind of difficult conversation about like police brutality and the the cop guy's like oh but I'm one of the good guys and whatever but it's also then like but was that actually set up and so I actually knew some stuff that about worse? it if that helps because <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I, I was because I like was intrigued by this because I obviously hadn't seen it but then went and found the clip um so mm. it says basically like the interviews I read about it afterwards is it was set up um but mm. like by the producers they were like oh we're gonna do this like sort of jokey police stop thing um but Bobby was supposed to drive the car and Bobby knew about it so all the other guys didn't know about it but Bobby knew because they told Bobby um, and the whole thing was supposed to be like 
because Bobby was driving, he was like playing along with it. But Karamu, like just mm. weirdly that day insisted, like he was like, I'll drive. And like Bobby tried to be like, no, <sighs> don't. But Karamu was like, no, nah, I'll drive. It's fine. Like, I, I just want to do it. Like, it's my turn. Um, and so because of that, oh. Bobby was like, shit, 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 shit. Um, and it happened. And obviously it wasn't like, it was a very sort of uncomfortable moment. But Karamo in the interview was like, I'm kind of glad it happened in a way because it gave us a chance to talk about police brutality mm. on like quite a big Yeah, platform. like shining a light on that in the show, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but still that, like, like, kind of makes me feel a bit sick though, yeah. Yeah, right. Like it's just... Oh, we need to mention for anyone who hasn't seen it, Karamo is black, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, That's true. important part of, part of the story. Um, but yeah, just like an uncomfortable moment overall and like sort of an interesting decision to be like, to just do that in general, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I guess 2018. Like people watching as well could like... Would have been very, like for black people and and or yeah, it could have just been very triggering as well. Yeah. I feel like, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. It was like just very like, oh Jesus. But yeah, yeah, just not. Anyway, just thought we should mention that. Not great. Um, I had one thing mm. I wanted to mention. Um, yes, which is just that, and this is like in the vein of like ridiculous, stupid shit. Um, but also shows like really what the two thousand and three show was up against. Um, so the 2003 mm. show had um, obviously like generated a lot of press, but some of it negative, some of it positive, which I sort of mentioned earlier on. But one piece of like, I guess, parody, because it was parodied a lot. So it was parodied on South Park. I've never really liked South Park, controversial opinion. No, me neither. I don't, cool, not a controversial opinion. <laughs> um, but it was parodied on South Park and there was like some subplot about the Fab Five turning men into metrosexuals or something like that to like take right. over the world because they were actually lizard people. I don't know. Um, sorry to all the big South Park stands who listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um they made fun of lords so they're dead to me it's okay <laughs> oh um but the south park just makes fun of everyone yeah, I, feel, no, I feel like you I'm can't really actually, be like offended i'm not by actually that, but... offended by the lord thing in any way yeah um <laughs> but yeah um anyway one such parody that came out of it was a comedy central real show like this wasn't just like a parody this was like a show they made oh yeah this so this was like a joke show but it was a parody show like it was a joke show but, oh, you just mean it wasn't like one little skit? It wasn't it was a natural. script. It wasn't like scripted. This was unscripted content. So like what Queer Eye was, it oh, was... like an actual reality Yeah, thing. it was an actual reality show played for laughs. So it was, oh, a, okay. it was a joke. That, like it was the concept. Basically, the like concept was a it joke, was, but it did actually... Yeah. Be, they actually did this. Um, and it was called Straight Plan for the Gay Man. And it was basically... Let me see if I can get up the like exact description of it. But it the concept was basically um yeah, here it is. So da, 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 parody series that premiered. Um no, no, was it real? No, I'm gonna assume it was real. Let's find out. So force force, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, it was real. Four straight comedians called the Flab Four. Um Ew. who which were the environment guy, the appearance guy, the information guy, and the culture guy, make over three mm. gay men to pass as straight is the concept of the show. Right. Um, the makeovers include lessons in poor manners, Spartan home decorating, unfashionable wardrobes, and an overdeveloped ego to mask all personal feelings. Um, okay. And basically, it involved like making over a fashion salesman into a meat packer, a yoga instructor into a jock, an entertainer into a suave babe magnet. I I don't know how I feel about that as a show. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's really interesting because when you first told me that, I, I assumed that you meant it was like a 
a parody scripted thing, not an actual like. There's a little clip from it here. I just want to check to make sure it isn't scripted because I thought it said, Mm. I thought I read somewhere it wasn't scripted, but like, let's find out. But also the fact that they're like making fun of straight guys really. Yeah. Makes it maybe like, okay, I can see the humor in it. Like if it's not actually like homophobic. It says the show is a spoof of Queer Eye. So maybe it is just like fake. Yeah. Spoof makes me think it is. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess like, you know, might not be funny at all, but but maybe it's not entirely like offensive if it's more that they're making fun of like a stereotype of straight guys from the sounds of that. Like yeah. not being fashionable or, or not looking after their appearance or being not being able to talk about their emotions and whatever, blah, 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 rather than it being like poking fun at, at queer stereotypes. Yeah, to be fair, I said like this is something I would genuinely like to do more research on because I, I that's my fault, mm. but I did think it was a real thing. But sort of reading about it, it kind of reads as a parody, and it also reads like what you've just said. It fully like a lot of the reviews seem to say it's making fun of masculinity, which I can get behind. I'm a fan okay. of that. Okay, okay, um, we'll look into it. Further yeah, I mean, and a, let the people know it's something we definitely like could potentially do for a future episode. I say definitely potentially yeah. that is not like that is an oxymoron <laughs> oxymoron um yeah but yeah I just thought that was interesting that like that was interesting though, basically yeah. I was my point which I have written in my notebook was all negative around this but actually hmm, it's something that requires further diving because having watched a trailer yeah. there it's maybe not the case um the only other thing I wanted to mention I I feel like I have all the fun tidbits about 2003 um is mm. in the like final series of 2003, like Queer Eye, they had a like, there's an official name for it, but they basically had like a best straight guy pageant um, where they brought back guys oh from gosh. previous episodes um, and like basically got them to like take part in like a pageant to see who, who was like the best. <laughs> like, oh my God. Cooper, which I think is like kind of funny and like cute. That's a bit funny. Um, yeah. and, like a nice concept. Um. Mm. They remain yeah, I'd two, be interested to watch that episode. They remain only two tidbits, but I just thought that was fun. So do we rank our... I, I say let's... So what... Fab fives? Let's rank... Our, fa- our fab fives. Are we going to rank both fab fives? Yeah. I feel like we could, but also... Let's do a speed ranking I feel of the like 2003 well people. Enough. Yeah, and we'll, then, we'll, just, we'll just try. And then we'll do like an actual ranking and then we'll let you guys go because this episode... It's probably a little bit longer again. Oh, we're back to our old ways, but we had a lot to say. We, we're covering two things really in this episode as opposed to one. Yeah. So, okay. The original Fab Five. I feel like for the old one, maybe we can just combine. Yeah, let's do cause... a combined ranking and then we'll do our individuals because we know our individual, like we've talked yeah, for, about this. For the new one, this is we like, don't yeah, agree we, on we, the new it's one. more like, no. Okay. Whereas we might on this. So at the bottom, who are we putting? Like, are we, are we ranking this based on usefulness or based on how much we like them? I think we must, but we will have to rank it based on I how much we like them. Because that's what our that's a, what our a little bit of both. But our that, I feel like our new one is based on how much we like them. Yeah. yeah. So if we're doing it, based, I feel like I don't really know their personalities from the old one. If we're doing it based on how much I like them, I like Ted the least because I know the least about him. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Put him at the bottom, and then um, probably Tom above that because I also don't know a lot yeah, about him. Because we didn't really get so sorry. Just to clarify, to yeah, sorry to, for people. that's the food and wine connoisseur at the bottom Mm -hmm. so we didn't see a lot of him the design doctor tom in four he did do a good job but yeah we just didn't really 
see a lot of his personality. So, you know. I like Carson in retrospect, but in 2003, I don't know how I would feel about Carson. Mm. But I also feel like Kayan did nothing, so therefore should be third. Yeah, he just is like good looking, but like. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that Wikipedia photo, and that's the only thing that's carried him this far. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so he can go next, and then Carson. Yeah, and then Jay's because, obviously yeah, the at the creepiness, top. But yeah, like Carson, I guess, like is funny and stuff as well. But yeah, obviously, we have we Jay was the most Jay. useless. But you, we ought to give it to our guy. Jay is we friend of the him. pod, and on this pod, we do favor anyone who starred in um, "We've Made My Son Is Gay." Yeah. Um, okay. So that's that. Yeah. So that's that. Now. I, Kiva, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first with your 2018 Fab Five ranking? You can go first. Okay, give me a sec. Um, all right, so my Fab Five ranking, let me just remember this by looking at their names again. Um, oh, where did they go on my little tabs? Fab Five, where are you? <laughs> um, okay, I'll do it off memory. Um, so in mm. my fifth place slot, controversially, I think it's probably Anthony. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I know, wow. right? I just feel like he does the least. Um, I can appreciate him as a person um, to look at. <laughs> um, but overall, just I like I, based on their personalities and stuff, he's probably the one like I gel with the least. And like, sure. yeah. Um, then Karamu, because again, I feel like I don't know a lot about Karamu outside of the show. Um, also, yeah. he insulted Thorgy Thor in an interview once, and that kind of annoyed me. Oh my god! <laughs> um, and yeah, I just again, like, I don't feel like I really engage with Kramer that much in like pop culture. Um, mm. Then third place, I'm going to give to Tan, which is controversial. I feel as well. Wow. Um, yeah. But I, I really, to be honest, I really do like Tan as well. Um, and I'm probably just being biased because I watched Next in Fashion recently. <laughs> <laughs> and like didn't enjoy him as much as Alexa Chung um, but yeah I think Tan's a very nice guy I think he does like as you said he basically is very good at like delivering things in a nice tone um, and I think he would be yeah. he like should be on more TV shows like he should have the level of fame that JVN has um, in terms of being used in more shows um, then I'm going to yeah. do second JVN because I don't know I like because I'm not overexposed to JVN I personally like them a lot Um yeah, just think they have a nice vibe to them. I like that they're friends with Nicola Coughlin from Dairy Girls. Like that really like <laughs> pleases me, and it makes me believe that yeah. like if I met JVN, they might like me because we're from Ireland as well. You know. <laughs> um, also, JVN big podcaster, yeah. so we gotta you know respect fellow podcasters. And then number one, the best boy of all time is Mr. Bobby. Um, I fancy Bobby. There we go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> is gets- that actually your reason? Not fully. Or why do you why do you like him so much? I because this is interesting. To so, me. two reasons. One, um, I do think he gets cuter every season. <laughs> but also, Fair. I feel like because he's underappreciated, it makes me like root for him more. It's kind of like I have this ugly yeah, hippo thing on my um Animal Crossing <laughs> island, and everyone in the like Animal Crossing fandom hates it. But I like stand. So she's not a hippo; she's a, a gorilla. But um, I stand her because <laughs> everyone else hates her. Um, and mm. I feel like maybe I've got that sim- like, same like sort of scenario with Bobby where I feel like a lot of people are very mean to Bobby and I feel like Bobby does a lot sure. and I feel like he's genuinely he is like when he was on Blown Away as a 
guest judge, he came across really well and sort of knew what he was talking about. And I really liked that about him. Um, and I think he's just the most like all round good person. Like he's good at his job. He's like very personable. Um, he's attractive. Like he's just like ticking all mm. the boxes for me. Fair. You know? Um, Fair enough. That's fine. So yeah, that's my five keys. What's your five? Um, okay. So I feel like, I feel a bit mean saying this, but for me, I think my number five has to be Karamo. Just because I just like find him like a little bit boring. Maybe. I think that's I fair. As little Tom said, his um, face is too symmetric. <laughs> <laughs> He's like disturbingly perfect looking. Um, no, that's like that's not a reason for me, but <laughs> that's valid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I just, yeah, he just, I mean, like, I do think he's like seems nice and stuff, but like he just doesn't appeal to me as much as some of the other ones. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. In fourth place. I think, oh God, this is quite hard actually. Um, I'm kind of between, because the more I think about it, I do think oh, you're, you are right about Bobby. Like he is really nice and. You don't have to put him there to like quite to preserve sweet. my feelings. No, but I'm just, I'm trying, because I'm like, I'm between putting Bobby or Jonathan Van Ness in fourth place. Well, you said you don't like JP. Because I, it's not, that, well, I, I don't know if I don't like them. Like, I think I do find them very annoying sometimes. Like quite irritating or like obnoxious. And sometimes they do say things as well that I'm like, ugh. But on the other hand, like, I do think that they are funny sometimes or like can be fun. And also like, he's like very sweet as well with the people on the show, I feel like. I feel like they all have redeeming qualities. Oh right? yeah, I feel like as much as we're liking um, them, I like all five of them. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put JVN in fourth place because because I do find him annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna put Bobby in third, um, because I do think he's sweet and everything, but yeah, he's just not really like he wouldn't be my fave. Um, in second place, I'm putting Anthony. Oh. Because I think that he. Obviously, he's really beautiful, but also, yeah, I think he is really, he just seems very, like, genuine, like, and really seems to care about the people on the show. He seems very sweet and stuff in interviews and all that. Mm -hmm. And my number one is Tan France, because he, I think, is funny and cute and sweet and more down to earth, because maybe because he's not American, I find him more relatable or something. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, fair. yeah, I just enjoy him better. And also, I feel I like... I think he seems like he would be sound in real life, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and also I do feel like your opinions are more valid than mine because you've, like, watched multiple episodes of the show, whereas I'm literally going off, like, where I've seen them in pop culture, really... Yeah, but that's fine though. But that's probably why Anthony and Kramer are lower because I just feel like they're not as in the mainstream. And Bobby shouldn't be in the mainstream. It's just because I've watched the one show he's been on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that yeah, it's uh, that's I, I like that our like rankings are a little bit different. It shows that yeah, as, we don't have to agree all the time, right? Isn't that nice? Yeah. Um, shall we also oh. hold on before we before we move on to anything? Are we putting Bobby in the Ginger Hall of Fame? No, yeah, because I was gonna say this. Like, do we? I think Bobby is ginger, but I just wanted to check if, like, oh my god, th- not this again. If we thought Bobby was ginger, I feel like I'm a bit of a gatekeeper <laughs> when it comes to ginger. ginger. You are. 
But then sometimes you think people, oh, why did I just search Bobby as if that would come up? Like there's like a bajillion different things. Um, what's his, his name? His hair color sort of changes depending on what photo you you click on, but there's definitely some of them where he looks ginger, and he is definitely in the ginger hall of fame. Um, oh, I think he's absolutely ginger. Oh my gosh! Wait, there's a tweet which is like, <laughs> this is so funny. Him saying he's not ginger. Yeah. Um. So it's like, help us out, Twitter fam. Is Bobby Burke from Queer Eye a redhead or blonde? And then he's replied being like, dark blonde hair, but often a red beard. Oh, okay. Controversial. So hmm, if he doesn't want to identify as ginger, A, I don't like that in a quality of a potential ginger person. Um, maybe he's going to be fifth in my rankings. <laughs> um, and B, if he's, you know what, unless he is self-identifying as ginger, um, and I don't think a ginger beard counts. Do you? I think it has to be. You have to be a, a like fully fledged oh. redhead. I mean, fine. If this is, this ginger hall of fame is becoming increasingly more difficult to place people in, so so we're we're not allowing um Bobby into the hall of fame. Then we are. There's an open invitation for Bobby to join the hall of fame, but I would like him to if he decides to identify as yeah. Ginger. I'd like him to go on his own journey um of discovery to see if he wants to identifies ginger um and once he writes a personal note to us saying that he identifies as ginger then he can join the ginger hall of fame okay that's fair um speaking of podcast traditions um how would you i feel like we're gonna have to do two separate grades here but how would you grade queer eye 2003 okay um i feel like i'm gonna give queer eye 2003 a c plus I can understand that. Yeah, I think it's like I think it's like entertaining reality TV. Mm-hmm. I think it, you know, probably did do good things at the time for the queer community, but I think it also maybe feeds into some stereotypes. And I think we can't look past the the creepiness, and they're a bit mean. <laughs> so that's what brings it down a little bit. Nice. What would you give to the? 2003 queer eye. I'm going to give it a B minus for pretty much all the same reasons. And the only, I think the redeeming factor is that, like, we have to acknowledge A, that it's the reason that modern queer eye exists. Um, and mm-hmm. B, I think it has really a really strong core format, which is five people who all specialize in a thing fix up a straight person's life. Like, I think that's just a smart, like, format for a TV yeah. show um, and like a smart sort of rework of the makeover show. So, like, for that, I give it credit. I just think it has downfallings sure. of being made in 2003 and the fact that the episode we watched <laughs> is the first one Can't we watched. <laughs> um, yeah. And then 2018, I would probably give a B plus because um, sure. like I said, it's never engaged me to watch the full series because I think that it, I'll probably be getting a lot of the same thing, but I think it's very well made, especially with that Netflix money. Like it always Netflix, anything Netflix makes looks gorgeous. Um, and like just stylistically this show like looks really good um, and I really like the five of mm-hmm. them as talent and think that they have maybe a better chemistry than the first five yeah agreed your thoughts yeah I I, I, I think I'd give the new one a B plus as well nice um, for similar reasons um, and I did watch more of it um, and even when I went back and rewatched that first episode like it kind of reminded me of like oh yeah it's just kind of quite it just it just kind of makes you feel good watching it yeah totally and to be honest i mean it did make me want to watch it again possibly or watch a bit more and give it another go 
I think the main it's thing we have to remember is that Queer Eye 2018 has the best theme tune in TV history. Yes. Can you make our season two theme tune more like the Queer Eye theme tune? Yeah, I could try. We could spice it up. Oh my, oh my god, we could do like a remix of like the original theme tune. <gasps> oh my god, that'd be so fun with the beeps and the boops. I'm dead. Um, okay, sickening. I'm, I'm aware this podcast has gone on for a really long time. We, I feel like I've been recording for two hours. So yeah. Like... The one thing we have left to do is to quickly um, promote ourselves and promote our next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so... Um, Keeves McGee, what are we watching next week? Do you know? Or... Are we even watching? Next week, we... No, we're not watching something. We are... But we are participating in culture. Oh. It starts with the letter, letter or. Or. Oh, I say um, R. We are... Do you say okay, or? Okay, Brit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I'm Irish. <laughs> um, I'm joking. Wow. Uh, or am I? I'm being deported. Um, <laughs> no, so next week, we are going to be talking about Rina Sawayama. Mm-hmm. Um... I think what we'll probably do is Rina Sawayama, the story so far, which will mostly focus on Sawayama, the album, but also mm. like I imagine our special guest who is a Rina Sawayama historian, very similar to his boyfriend, mm. who is a Lady Gaga historian. Um, there should be a teaser for okay. you. Um, <laughs> we'd like to talk about the like OG Rina stuff a little bit as well, which I oh, think we can yeah. cover in like 10, 15 minutes, but we'll find out <laughs> what like... <laughs> Pans two three part episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. yeah. So excited for that. Yeah. But aside from so, that, we've been Gay yeah. Z Podcast. I've been Gibby the Ginger. This has been Keeves K E E V E Z. Um, and we've had underscore on Twitter. Oh, sorry, I interrupted. And no underscore on Instagram. I'm sorry. I'm so no, sorry. no, no, no. It, that was still on me. Um, no, and sorry. we've been Gay to Z Podcast. Pod. <laughs> Gay to Z Pod. At twitter.com um, and instagram.com. And if you would like us to come to your house and um, <laughs> fix your life or just maybe insult all your clothes, um, maybe mm. both if you're lucky. Hit us up. Um, yeah, hit us up. Um, or if you want to come us on a line. Yeah, if you want to come on the show, I guess you can also like hit us up for that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, much love. Um, many yeah. hugs. Um, Stan Bobby, if you have taste. Bye. <laughs> Don't, if you have just gotten a new kitten, don't leave your window open. No, don't end on that. <laughs> and music plays out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Cursed. Uh, okay.